What's up, y'all? Welcome to the final City mm. Image episode of 2017. Ever? Oh, my God. The ever? Final? Never, never, ever. Okay. All right. Never, 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 ever. <laughs> ever, ever? Okay. Uh, as usual, it's your boy, Rich the Husband, coming at you live. Mm. Well, not necessarily live, because I'm sure you're going to be listening to this a few days from now, <laughs> but uh, as live as possible to my he left. alive. Danny, the creator, talk to the people, bro. How's it going, guys? Mm. It's a pleasure to be here. We we are live, kind of from the bridge, <laughs> church, or kind of so kind of much love. We're not much live, love. <laughs> no, no. Forget everything we just said. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. And across the table, oh Brian, man. the theological giant. Wow. In the building. In the the building. man, the myth, the legend. Mm. Yo, love y'all. <laughs> love you, Brian. You talking to me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking to the people. I love you too, man. Yeah. I think our I love, love the has people grown. too. I love the people. Forget Definitely the people grown. for a second. Can we just talk about us? Mm. I love you guys. Oh, it's mature. You know what I mean? Like, man, mm. I feel like we've grown like yeah, together. We have. This is the truth. Much love to sanctification. Word. Sanctification word. on deck. On deck. <laughs> In drove. <laughs> Uh, so man, for this episode, I thought it'd be really cool just for us to talk about our year, man. 2017 is coming to an end. I'm sure at the beginning of the year, we all had some kind of goals and some kind of things we thought we were going to 2017 is my year. We said Yo. that. We said that. Did that come true? You know what? <laughs> Looking back on this year, man, uh, I know for me, um, I definitely had some fitness goals. Oh, no. And I definitely didn't do that. Oh, man. But that's every year. Um, yeah, so I'm really putting that back on the top of the list for 2018. <laughs> there you go. Getting in shape. Resiliency. Um, <laughs> Keyword. I've had that on the list since about 1998. Um, but it's still we're still we're still going. Um, so what about y'all? What kind of what things did you hit? Did you not hit? Uh, what were kind of the highlights for you guys personally in 2017? Yeah, man. I would say. Um, well, one highlight was to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking on it right now, so I think that was a major success. Major, um, major. City Image is the best, by the way. <laughs> uh, so that was good. That was a go, man. Um, and I really doubted whether or not that would actually happen because I know how I like to start and stop stuff um, before it's actually completed. But I think I decided to take a playbook out of my heavenly father's mm. uh, repertoire and mm. and uh, finish what I start. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I think another thing was definitely the fitness goals, mm. which I did start. Okay. Um, and I lost some weight. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, weight came back. It came back. You know what I'm saying? Weight chases you. Weight chases me. Um, man, it's fast. So, but I, I mean, I started back again a few weeks ago. I'm not Let's even waiting go. for the new. I'm not. I'm not waiting for the new Don't year. Wait, bro. Back back in the gym. I'm getting it in. Remaining encouraged. Yeah. Um. So, 2018, man. Nothing but hope in the Lord as we push forward. Um, That's it. But, but yeah. Always forward. Mm, so good. Well, my year has been crazy. Mm. <laughs> my, my, crazy. my. So many highs, so many lows. Uh, one thing is for sure is I'm a totally different man. Okay. Let's go. Than I was. And I know the Lord in a much deeper Sanctification way. on deck. Yes. Facts. Um same as y'all had some weight goals yes mm. yes um <clears throat> are we teasing an obesity episode listen don't, don't spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert 
Um, you know, I I had started something last year. Um, a little bit, a little bit of weight came back. Um, was back on this year. Went to a new low. Mm. Um, and then the holidays hit, and so I'm I'm, I'm still in the middle of jumping back. Okay, on yes. the horse, really uh, building on the last couple of years. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, praise the Lord for that building. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm really still trying to process this year. Yeah, it's good to really figure out what the, <laughs> what yeah. I got in store next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, too. It's been crazy. Yeah, I I tend to you know the good thing about my birthday it's like two days before the year starts so i'm always like december 30th like all right i get to sit back think about my year as in terms of i'm getting older and like the new year and what i want to do so um those those birthdays are always just like and especially the older i get when i was younger i didn't care but now i'm like all right let me sit back and really think this through um and what what, what i want to see differently and i and i the good thing is the last few years I've actually seen some dramatic improvement. Yeah. Um, before I was, maybe I just wasn't conscious of how better I was getting in, in terms of maturing in my life in various areas. Mm. Um, but I think recently I'm just more able to detect God's grace and his mercy in my life. So yeah, definitely some year end reflections on deck. Mm, that's what's up, man. <clears throat> what would you guys say were your um, major, uh, just achievements this year like man mm. what were some major things you guys were able to accomplish obviously city image would be at the top of that list yeah yeah um, for sure some major thing i'll say for me um major thing oh man i think the big thing that happened to me this year was just getting ordained man that was really Ooh. big um, bless the, the name of the lord <laughs> Word. Bless the name of the Lord, um, man. Mad blessings. Uh, yeah, so God has really just been continuing to um, use me in, in, in mighty ways. And part of that is just, you know, getting installed formally at, at the Bridge Church as a pastor here. And so just really growing in that, um, being, you know, the rookie uh, on, on the staff and just really trying to learn and become a student of what it means to shepherd people. So um, that was a major accomplishment here, the one that I'm not, the one that I don't take lightly and one that really um was the the milestone of 2017 for me how about y'all man i think for me it would be similar to you in terms of just work um really feeling like you know I, for those who don't know i do um campus ministry at columbia university through an organization called christian union um and i feel like this past year i've really just grown as a teacher um, a student of God's word. Um, and yeah, I've just felt myself just really growing in my own skin in the calling that I have yeah, yeah. Um, to teach God's word and um, just my call to ministry. I, I entered into um, that position last summer, not this summer, but summer 2016, really, really feeling like <laughs> I don't even know if these guys should have hired me. I'm so self-conscious of <laughs> who I am like it was one big mistake but I was broke so I needed to <laughs> no way I was going to turn the job down talk about imposter syndrome <laughs> yes major imposter syndrome shout out to City Image on Facebook YouTube check that out mm. um, but definitely man I've just seen man the start of this 
uh, school year, um, especially this past semester, myself just grow, man. So, so, so much more comfortable with my ability. Um, just had more speaking engagements, speaking in front of crowds. So nice. it's really growing as a minister, man. So outside of city image, definitely, um, maturing as a minister, biggest awesome, accomplishment. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, um, like I said, this year has been kind of crazy. And so I think the, the major growth areas for me have been more like, emotional health taking care of my emotional health That's more good. like mm. becoming um a lot more self-aware which in turn has helped me um <clears throat> be more focused and more confident in the things that god is kind of uh, or in the places god has placed me and mm. um just to really just be myself and to be okay with who god has created me to be to walk in that um uh, more confidently um and so I, even in, in work has been kind of up and down, but I, I feel like, mm. I, again, that God has kind of given me a, a sense of confidence in um, moving forward. And um, so I, I'm excited about the year to come and to really see what happens. See what That's God good. Does, so. That's good, man. It's amazing, man. Well, in the same vein, we today are going to be talking about the year and different stories and just different movements and different headlines that you know came about in 2017 and yeah. it could be things that we might have touched on briefly but we really want to use this as a time to really be like a year-end wrap-up and to talk about a couple different topics briefly and just kind of give our take as we close this year out so stay tuned after the break we're going to be chopping up a couple topics from 2017 as we end out this year city image is the best What's going on, guys? This is City Image, and this is Daniel, the creator. And it's your boy, Young Flatbush. And Bryant, the theological giant. We just want to thank you so much for all the support that you've shown us thus far. But we just wanted to ask you guys to remember, if you haven't already, to like us, share the content. If it's blessed your soul, uh, subscribe, review us on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can check us out on Facebook, City Image. We're also The City Image on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up at cityimagepodcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you for the support. Peace. And we're back, y'all. And right now we're going to start talking about the rise of wokeness. 2017, Mm -hmm. we have seen um, through movies, music, politics, the church, just an overall rise of this idea of staying woke. Um, Mm. Wanted to hear what you guys had to say about that. Um, How are you guys feeling in your own woke-o-meters? Is that on the rise? Um, What do you guys think about the idea of being woke? Hmm. Uh, The word woke? Uh, All of that. So... Take it away. So I think 2017 has been, like you said, a huge rise in wokeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just the use of the word, especially when it, in the Christian circles and Christian context. Yeah. As the gap between white evangelicalism and um, the black church has kind of um, been made like even bigger through, you know, our social issues through Colin Kaepernick through yeah yeah um you know the the myriad of, of various shootings of, of black men mm-hmm, uh, by mm-hmm. police, um so it's further you know exacerbated the issue, um and made this kind of idea of wokeness relevant, 
So it's definitely become a, a more relevant issue, especially, and that's why we, um, that's why our last few episodes have kind of really been on that because we've had to deal with it, and, and even how do we talk about it in the urban church? How do we talk about it in urban context? Um, because if we're not doing it for our for urban Christians and and no one else is, I think so. Do you yeah. think it's a good thing to be woke? Yeah, I think it depends on how you define it. Mm, break mm-hmm. that down. So I, I, th- I think the idea of wokeness is um, ultimately biblical as we think about what does that mean for justice and what does that mean for equity. So Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I've thought a, uh, a bit about wokeness, and um, I think it's extremely, like you say, relevant for our times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good thing to be woke, depending on how you define it. Right. Um but some part of me wishes that we didn't have to use the language of wokeness mm-hmm. because I, some part of me wishes that being Christian was enough. Now, well, say it again for the people. <laughs> <laughs> some, some part of me wishes that being Christian was enough. And the reason why I say that is I think inherent in being Christian is being aware and concerned about the justice issues that plague your neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason why we need different language like being woke is because for so long Christianity has not done that yeah. or um, Christians rather, right? Not the whole church, but a certain segment of Christian population have not been concerned about that. And so being a Christian has just been so watered down that people just, it's not enough to say you're a Christian anymore. People don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't identify being Christian often with um, being concerned about a wide gamut of uh, um, issues con- um, concerning justice. And so now we need to create different vocabulary, like being woke um, to emphasize the type of Christian, if it's being spoken about in a Christian context, um, the type of Christian we're trying to be, right? If Christianity was consistently lived out and um, representing the heart of God in his pursuit of justice, uh, I think we would see less and less Christians needing to identify themselves as woke. Because believe it or not, being woke is different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like for instance, um, I'm reminded of a status I saw from Sean King a couple months ago where he said, you're not woke if you don't support homosexuality, gay marriage. And I thought to myself, well, it's interesting because for some people, having certain biblical views means you're not woke. Mm -hmm. And at that point, who's to define what being woke is, right? So I think very clearly the language can be um, confusing. And so there's a need to be very careful when you identify yourself as woke because depending on who you talk to, um, you might think you're woke, but to other people you're not woke enough, right? Mm. So uh, I don't, I'm okay with Christians using that language, but we have to be very careful by what we mean by it. And I just wish that we can go back to just having Christianity and being a Christian so robustly expressed in a culture that people are no longer needing to add any adjectives to it. It's just like, I'm a Christian, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, kind of piggybacking on that, I think the rise of wokeness this year really was a rise of wokeness in myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely with you guys. I think um, I think it's a, it is imperative to be woke. I think it has to be on the radar of Christians, especially in the minority context. Um, 
this year, uh, it was hard because I think to your point, Brian, I've always relied on my heroes of the Christian faith to really help guide me in how I should approach and many times how, mm. how to think about different things. And this is the first time where I wasn't able to do that. Mm. You know, I couldn't turn to these white evangelical heroes that I've had to talk about this topic or to give me good yeah. insights into That's this right. topic. And it, I almost felt lost. Like I almost <laughs> felt like yeah. disowned. And it was just like, man, like, I mean, to be honest, 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 like, you know, I've mentioned many times here on, on this podcast that like Tim Keller is probably the most yeah. influential guy um, in my Christian walk. And yeah. I always joke like he's my white dad <laughs> um, and I, and I love him. But this year marks the first year that I've actually read more TD Jakes than mm. I've read Tim Keller, which is shocking. And I almost wow. read, I read it like under my covers to make sure no one saw me. Like we are now it. officially looking for a new city. Manager. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, yeah. the reform cops are coming for me. Yeah. Um, but what I realized was that even when I would read his books or I would, watch him on video granted theologically we don't agree on everything but i felt like he was my friend and that mm. was weird for me like i felt like this is my uncle td wow. jakes and like yeah. i if i was going to be in a room with some people i'd want to be in a room with him in terms yeah, of just right. like feeling comfortable yeah and for the first time that i mean that's the first time that's ever happened to me and sure um it really just started to spark in me even as we have conversations about the black church and sure. the way that i've even looked at my own upbringing and different churches that I went to and the whitewashing that kind of happened, you know, as I was coming up, you know, learning about my faith and things like that. Um, the rise of wokeness really makes me feel embarrassed. Mm. You know, like mm. I remember so many conversations I would have at the barbershops with my family members, you know, who are talking to me about all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, I see myself as a Christian. I'm a Christian first, like black. Yeah. I don't even see black. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm just Jesus. There's sure. blood on me. I'm red. Sure. <laughs> I'm not black. I'm red. Y'all. Jesus decided for <laughs> us all to be united <laughs> in <it>. one. <laughs> and, and, and I was pushing it and I just feel yeah. like, yo, how dumb I looked just saying mm. some of this stuff. And, and I think this year really marked me getting into the history. And I was like, yo, like, yeah, when you get into the history and you just see like from the slavery days, like just the initiative to really keep uh, minorities um, under the thumb of authority, um, yeah. even in the church, especially in the church, um, you know, I finished reading a book, Divided by Faith. I encourage everybody to really check that book out. But honestly, it traumatized me a little bit just to see how much a black man in America um, has been um, affected and hurt um, by the church. And yeah. many times, like, I'm thinking the church is like the lookout for the robbery, but really it's the dude robbing. Yeah. And it's just like, man, mm -hmm. like, it is not the handle of the spear. Many times the tip um used to hurt our community so um yeah the rise of wokeness has really been a struggle for me but it's one that i've been exposed to a lot i love that it's been a rise of wokeness in terms of our media in general like i'm just thinking yeah. about the movies i've watched this year mm -hmm. um <clears throat> three in particular one would be obviously get out yes mm -hmm. um, i'm so glad get out came out because i feel like it was such a really good depiction of um 
racism just from a new angle yeah. um and a lot of people saw it it was done well and that always helps yeah. so i was really excited to see that it was it was a way of exposing things that we go through every day yeah in a horror kind of a way which is um very much what it is so mm. really appreciated that movie also i just saw um detroit my goodness mm. wow i've yet to see that <clears throat> bros gotta check that movie out honestly don't watch it unless you're gonna be able to watch like another movie after it <laughs> like i needed to watch like frozen oh, after man. i was done with that movie Dang. wow it is hard really it is diff man it it hurts there were tears in my eyes man it was a hard really? movie to watch man it was, wow so definitely check that out again Really? John Boyega is Boyega. Oh yes Yo oh. he's becoming He's the man favorite ass a- um, Actors Word He's he's the, he's that dude um, Excited to see him In yeah. maybe later this week <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Shout out to the nerds um, And the last movie uh, Was a movie actually Called Crown Heights yeah. Which is actually funny That it was called Crown Heights Because the crime Actually took place In Flatbush <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, Man It was very interesting To see something That happened right In my own neighborhood um, There was a lot of West Indian characters In there So I felt like I was in my backyard hmm. um, And just seeing The the issue of mass incarceration, how it played out right here in Brooklyn yeah. and um, what this guy went through in terms of his jail sentencing, being wrongly, uh, you know, being wrongfully accused and being in jail for like 25 years. Um, even to see the guy who actually did the crime get out before him. Right. Mm. So it was just really insane. So yeah. again, I am appreciative that we are just in a season where woke is on the rise because I feel yeah. like, man, the more people are educated about this, the more we can start having deeper level conversations about how we sure. can a- affect systematic change. So that's the rise of wokeness, y'all. Um, I think I'm looking forward to big things in 2018 in terms of getting more educated, more exposed to these Absolutely. things and seeing how, um, especially in church, man, how we can start to do exactly what you said, Brian, how we can make uh, Christianity great. How can we make Christianity great again? Um, <laughs> how can we make Christianity woke again? Yeah. Um, mm. And it not have to be synonymous with like um, oppression, but really with uh, with the lost. How can it be yeah. uh, a place where people are like, oh, no, these are the people who care about the people on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, cool. So, uh, speaking of uh, press people, um, a lot of stories have just been coming out in 2017 uh, with our sisters, our women, um, just yeah. being uh, oppressed by male authority in all areas of life, from yeah. musicians to business moguls, the movie industry, talk show hosts, comedians. Yeah. Um, every day is another name. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to get you guys thoughts on the whole situation with, uh, just sexual abuse in our country. Um, the hashtag me too campaign, just hearing people just starting to share their stories of sexual abuse. Um, just kind of want to get you guys take on that. Yeah. Like you said, every day is a new name and it got me thinking and it was kind of a scary thought. Um, these are just the women who feel comfortable coming forward. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume that there are an untold number of women who have just buried it, yeah. not wanting to come forward. And it's just like, who? it, it kind of makes you suspicious. Like, who Who done it? Who else yeah. has done this to someone? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's your, I think it's probably 
almost impossible to not have some one of your heroes, whether it's in media or acting or whatever, you know, to not have been wrongfully accused of sexually abuse, yeah. sexual abu- sexual abuse at this point. Um, and my heart breaks because it it's hurtful to think that so many men have just abused their power um, and have taken advantage of women in this way. And it kind of makes me almost afraid to have a daughter. Mm. Um, how do we protect our women? How do we keep them safe? Mm-hmm. Um, Man. Mm. And, and how do I myself um, never violate? You know what I mean? Because thankfully, I have never done any of that stuff even before I was a Christian. Um, but it's always like you never want to think to yourself that you have been so arrived yeah. right. that you're not capable of abuse. And so um, it really makes me want to grow in that fruit of the spirit called self-control. Yeah. Um, because if I'm honest with myself, I'm not proud of a lot of the thoughts I have um, mm-hmm. pertaining to sexuality. And so how do I ensure that I, I never violate, you know? Um, and so it, it's really um, caused me to not just, you know, look at other guys and be like, oh, how horrible are they? Which is true, they are. But I think we're all cut from the same cloth in terms of being sinners. Yeah. And yes, we have the Holy Spirit and we're thankful for sanctification on deck. Um, but the reality is we're not there yet yeah. and we have to be careful with our own hearts um, because I, I would hate to have to repent after violating someone um, mm, in a horrible mm, way. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Me Too campaign has been um, very eye opening. Um, it has put faces to the numbers and the statistics Um statistics are nearly one in five women um have been sexually assaulted wow right and so it, we all know someone who has been a victim yeah you know um, someone close to us yeah and so i think it, it puts faces to the statistics um i think that um it is just tragic and um i think that it puts faces is huge because then it uh it humanizes the numbers yeah. yeah you know it humanizes it it brings it down the level to where it actually now uh, affects our hearts and not just um you know not just in our minds or not just something ethereal something out, outside of ourselves sure um and so that's, in that sense i think it's, it's huge um i you know i do know women who have been sexually assaulted and this is a huge issue and, and it mm. breaks my heart on so many levels and and the the women in my life who i care about very much but also the men who, like Brian said, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. Like, I'm, I'm not, um, like, exempt, you know what yeah. I'm saying, from uh, whether it be thoughts or whatever. Um, and so we really have to just humble ourselves to really um, really just ask for forgiveness from God. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But also to um, really set a precedent and set um, and to advocate for our sisters, Yeah, I think, is, is huge. It's good. Yeah, man, I think... It's really difficult for me, you know, I have a a mom, a wife and a daughter mm. and statistically um 
you know, abuse is a part of, uh, statistically it's going to be a part of their story. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, it's tough. It's really tough because uh, on the one hand, I'm thinking about it in terms of, man, what will I do or how will I react if, you know, something were to happen to them? Hmm. Um, but at the same time, I have to look at myself like, like, like a villain as well and just have to, just like you guys are saying, like, man, what ways am I? Because I think we can't just look at it in terms of like, man, like who's raping people out here or who's like flashing yeah. women? Because it, that's not the only way that it exposes mm-hmm. itself, no pun intended. Um, but it's also been like the locker room talk. It's also yeah. been like how we're addressing women in our workplace Absolutely. or just like in conversations that yeah. we have. And so that's really where I'm like, man, like I'm examining myself and right. just like, man, like what are some unhealthy ways that I am considering even the women that I love? Yeah. And just like, man, like um, just really pray, sitting before God and just having him examine me and just like, man, I want to advocate for my sisters, but first cleanse me of whatever is inside of me, whatever unhealth is in me. Um, Because I know for a fact, just I think being a black man, it puts you in a very unique position because the black part is constantly dealing with being the victim. But the man part is really where I'm in a position of authority. I can oppress other people. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really am starting to see the double oppression of black women and just hmm. seeing like how the struggle is, how, you know, they're oppressed on, on multiple levels and my heart goes out to them. And I really want to position myself in a way that I can be more of a help. But first I think it comes from uh, exposure and just like, man, how can I improve? How can I speak differently? What are things that I'm already doing that I don't even know? And that's right. the thing. Like there's so many things, even when we talked about the whole like white evangelical piece, like there are things that they say that they just don't even know it's extremely racist. Well, I'm sure there are things that I say that are yeah. extremely sexist that I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Cause yeah. I think ultimately we're, we're discipled yeah. by something, you that's know what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. Especially being, um, you know, minorities being in urban context, we're discipled yeah. by hip hop, you know, we're discipled by uh-huh. crazy music videos in the late nineties yeah. and the early two yeah. thousands that, um, objectified women. And so whether we like it or not, it's a part of our story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the challenging thing, and here's where the culture drops the ball is that the culture still recognizes rightfully so that to express yourself sexually to someone who does not want that sexual advance is wrong. Um, but the problem is they they don't seem to um, rightfully criticize people who just entertain those thoughts but don't act on them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so people feed themselves in various ways with these lustful ideas, these ways of um, abusing women in their own minds, um, sort of um, dehumanizing them. And it's almost like, well, if you can keep that to yourself, mm-hmm. fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the Christian recognizes, especially if you go along with what Jesus says in terms of if you've even looked upon a woman with lust, mm-hmm. you've committed adultery, yeah. that it starts in the heart. It starts in your mind and the thoughts that um, Paul says that we have to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so I think as Christians, we have to be especially careful not to, to be content with, but, I, but I'm but i not touching or I'm not saying anything crazy mm-hmm. or, you know, 
but we've ha- we've had we have all these ways of of subtly sort of dehumanizing women yeah, perpetuating in, yeah, yeah in our own mind because then at the end of the day too i think it's kind of ludicrous to think that it will stay just a seed in your mind yeah. and it won't germinate into anything else right. so um the culture does not preach self-control even at the heart level that's right um and i think that's where we as christians have to emphasize that because if we want to be people that never find ourselves in these situations in the first place mm-hmm. we have to attack it from the very beginning which yeah. is germany when it when it pops up in the heart so yeah and with that said i, I definitely want to challenge um my my listeners here because it's really I've really wanted to challenge myself in terms of my media consumption. Like I've had to really loosen my love with hip hop in because of that. You know, I was telling somebody like if Eminem had a song where he dropped the N word, would I loosen my, my ties with him in terms of really supporting him as an artist? Absolutely. Mm. But how come I don't do that with artists that use derogatory terms for my sisters? That's so good. And so I was just like, yo, that's a double standard that's in myself. And so I was like, yo, I've really tried my best now to not entertain myself with music Mm. that degrades women, which pretty much means I don't listen to hip hop anymore. (laughs) Um, wow. But yeah, it's really been tough. Unless you bump it at one one six or something. Mad Christian rap. <laughs> Christian rap. Um, Go ahead, Lecrae. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like, man, I cannot. I can. It's like one thing to like, hey, I don't watch porn. I, you know, that degrades yeah. women. Da da da. You know. Yeah. But it's like, yo, also that music. Oh, you know. And, and so it's I really want to challenge uh, just listeners because honestly, it pours into the heart level. Just like mm-hmm. what you're saying, like it, it puts me in a position when I'm hearing that song. It, it puts me in a mind state to think about them in that way and and that's not something that I would agree with outside of that song so why would I yeah. you know, entertain myself with Very it good. and so um, my question to you guys though is with all these names coming out why no Donald Trump <laughs> I almost think and I, I always am careful when I make these kind of statements I'm about to state because I don't know the mind of God but I like to think sometimes God has a way of being showing irony to us and yes. laughing at us <laughs> in the sense that y'all foolish the, the very next year right so 2016 happened we had all these accusations of donald trump come out yeah we knew fully well before the election of all the things that he had did wrong all the women who came out yes accused him of abuse in some way and many people christians included decided to despite that still vote for him correct and a year later we are seeing people who are nowhere near in terms of prestige, in terms of holding office with that Donald Trump holds the most prestigious office in the world. He yes. is the most powerful man in the world. Yes. And literally people who, who don't even come close to the level of power and influence that Donald Trump has are stepping down mm-hmm. at the slightest accusation. Yes. Yeah. And everyone agrees with it, basically. Yes. And it is beyond ironic and i just i just have to think that somewhere in the mind of god he's laughing do you think if there was a 2017 election hmm. that donald trump would still have been elected i want to say no mm. i want to say that the culture would have woken up but i look at roy moore i look at the fact Talk that still 80 percent of evangelicals i was reading an article still supported roy moore yeah despite his abuse, despite being in a culture that is currently, in some respects, repenting for its sexual abuse, yeah. still supported him. And so some part of me thinks to myself, 
I, I, I can't even put it past evangelical support, which mm. is still largely the Republican base, yeah. still supporting Donald Trump. Mm. Um, if they needed to fill a seat in the Supreme Court, still supporting Donald Trump, even yeah. in the midst of this, right? Um, so maybe there would have been a chance of that happening. Certainly, I think maybe, maybe I, I think it's safe to say that probably he would have received less support, mm. but... I wouldn't put it past him still receiving a tremendous amount of support, even by so-called Christians. Man, that is sad, but probably true. Yeah. Um, but let's get into that a little bit. Like, I feel like 2017 has really been the decline of the conservative wing, the Republican Party's um synonymous with this idea of the moral high ground i feel like back in the day even like my parents was just like oh i'm a christian uh, i'm gonna vote republican hmm. and um i feel like they no longer can be synonymous hmm. with that i feel like there's hmm. no more like to vote for your morals is not to go red anymore hmm. thoughts yeah honestly i think this year has been or the last couple of years have been it's just a, a widening of the gap um Red and blue have become so polarizing. Um, and I mean, I think the fact that Donald Trump is our president, guys, like, yeah. let's just, let's just you say sure? that. <laughs> I keep having this dream. I know. <laughs> right. Dream within a dream. Exception. You're not waking yeah, up. Right. We're not going to wake up from this dream, guys. Um, he's our president. And, and so I feel like, like, I, I, I agree with what Brian said earlier about God kind of showing us our irony. Um, I think God has given us over to the desires of our hearts. You know, I think in a lot of ways, evangelicalism has been married to uh, conservatism. And I just think um, that's not the case anymore. And I think God is, is using these circumstances to widen that gap and to show us the how <laughs> how, how dumb we are, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and I, I see it all the time. I see it on Facebook. I see it in a lot of groups where, um, you know, white evangelicals are married to conservatism and they interpret the Bible based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. So are you saying you're thinking they're beginning to wake up is what you're saying? Well, I think we see it. OK. We acknowledge it. The gap is more obvious and it's widening. Right? OK. Um, I don't I don't know what they see. I think they the people who, I think God has given in a sense, given them over to the hardness of their hearts. Yeah. In this area. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't I, I, I don't think that many are waking up. Hmm. And I think the more that the, that gap exists, I think the more the church, um, you know, the, the the real church is going to kind of waken up to these issues and hmm. um, and and see that you know, and, and hopefully you know, God just brings repentance to our, to us, yeah. Because you know? um, we we use politics um, to interpret the Bible, and then we oppress people, whole people groups based on it, you know, and. Yeah that's just outrageous and god has so much to say about you know people in power pressing um the weak um yeah. all throughout the bible so yeah i mean christianity is not a political party in case you didn't know um we are uh, not <laughs> i know shocking i know like there there's a red team there's a blue team we are the referees mm-hmm. and we are going to call out the fouls on both sides all right, we That's don't pass it, y'all. He's dropping bombs. <laughs> Much love. Um, That's why know. he just got ordained this year. Sanctification on day. Sanctification on day. Yeah, we're gonna. We are just. In, we're making sure the game is played right. And I think what we're seeing this year is just the exposure. You know, like white evangelicalism will make you feel like 
the biggest issues plaguing the planet are gay marriage and abortion. Wow. And yeah. go with them it's just again. like, yo, like, I'm starting to, I think being a minority really helps with that. It's just like, man, like, you, they have just created this false sense of morality around, like, a handful of issues and the whole ideas of justice, yeah. systematic racism, the jail system, and it's just like, like you're not speaking to the whole gamut of what it means to yeah. have this moral high ground to to, yeah. to speak on behalf of the good right to kind of be yeah. this upstanding biblical um backing and so the it's been fully exposed at least in my eyes and, and i think it makes it i think it i think it's going to make it a lot more difficult for people to what they do with their vote because now you really have to figure out what the candidates are about yeah. You know, you can't just go based on political party lines because we're starting to see just the exposure of sin on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying yeah, every absolutely. Democratic candidate is good either. And so <laughs> um, we really just have to pay more attention to who, who's running. Um, and we have to make sure that we're getting out to the polls and, and trying to make things happen. And we cannot continue to overlook who the people are versus what the agenda we're trying to push. You know what I mean? I'm not going right. to, I'm not standing for someone coming into office because they're more likely to push a law through, you know, the Supreme Court or push a law through Congress when they're molesting 14 year old girls. Absolutely. I can't do right. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, I'm not willing to, look past the character of the individual anymore. And I feel like in order to be someone who's diehard Republican right now, you have to do that. Absolutely. You have to be someone who is like constantly looking past character in order to uh, continue to vote that way. And um, it, it's just surprising that uh, this has come just in a, such a drastic way this year. I mean, if you told me five years ago Donald Trump would be the president, uh, it would be complete. It would be like you saying like DMX was going to be the president. Right. Like that, Absolutely. Which would be a little interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kanye 2020 doesn't look as <laughs> It doesn't look as crazy, right? It doesn't look as crazy exactly. exactly. Um, but I am still confident in my God, man, that um, despite having uh, uh, a person that I would say is very immature and someone who is not – uh, in my eyes, fully fit to lead this country um, in, in the White House is not something that I think when the election went down uh, last year that I was like, oh, my goodness, like, it's going to be crazy. But I feel like, you know, Jesus is still on the throne, man, and we're really going to be able to make change, especially on the local level. I think this was also the year where I started to participate a lot more in local politics and realizing that, like, yeah, Trump's in the president, but really, like, my local assembly, my local... Um, you know, Congress people they yeah. they hit me on that day to day level mm, uh, sure. a lot harder uh, than than the president does, and so um, it just really got me more involved with that. Um, and so going into this next year, I really think it's the place for Christians to uh, really just uh, become uh, the referees of the political world. Absolutely, I just want to go back to a point you made, um, just in terms of the character of the individual. Um, the see as the church be, continues to support people with obviously flawed character, right? Such that even non-believers re recognize that this yeah. person shouldn't be voted for. Mm -hmm. We ourselves lose our prophetic witness in the culture. That's right. Yep. And so when we say to people, "Listen, abortion is wrong," which is wrong, which is, which is wrong. Yes. Yeah. All right, we we all agree on that. Mm -hmm. um, people are a lot less likely to trust our ability to discern what is right and what is good yeah right? you know and so i think there's such a thing as not voting 
And I think it would be an amazing testament to the culture if if millions of evangelicals sat, sat home and said, we're not voting because we don't, we don't like the Democrats, we don't like the Republicans. Mm. And people will take note of that. You know, and we've got to shake things up, think outside the box, you know, and I've always been one to say, man, look, listen, if you can vote for someone who has a high character standard and, you know, wants to push the pro-life issue, by all means do that. Um, But the most important thing is convincing the culture of opposition because the politicians follow the culture. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. Yeah. The reality is if the culture decided tomorrow, not going to happen, but they decided tomorrow that they were going to be 90% pro-life, the most hardcore Democratic candidate who is a pro-choice candidate would change his mind tomorrow and say, you know what, now I now support pro-life issues. Yeah. Why? Because if the culture decided that this is we're now pro-life and anyone who now disagrees with that we can't support, the, the politicians will change their mind because their sole objective is to win elections. Mm-hmm. They do not really and truly, and we see this because how many Republican politicians who claim to be moral, <laughs> claim to be pro-life, right. and they found out, oh, this guy actually made his mistress get an abortion or something crazy like that happens. They they live inconsistently, inconsistently with what they quote unquote stand for. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time, because why? The politicians. I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry, but I have a really low view of politicians. Mm. Mm. They believe what they need to believe in order to get the votes they need to get in order to be in power. Mm-hmm. And so, if the culture is convinced that your view is correct. They follow. So for me, I'm like, the most important work is for the Christians to regain their ability to speak prophetically, to make cogent arguments, whether it's philosophically, scientifically, theologically, about issues like pro-life and a wide gamut of other justice issues, um, such that people start to be convinced. And then when that happens, it doesn't matter whether the, per- the, the the politician is Republican or Democrat, they're going to support our view. So I, I get the need to get people in office who hold that view, but I also think that you you damage the witness of the church when we support someone who is so very, very obviously, I mean, come on, Donald Trump, Roy Moore? Mm. It doesn't get any more clear that these people are unfit for office, yeah. and yet evangelicals continue to sacrifice the witness of the church mm-hmm. in order for a vote on a few issues. Yeah, so so unfortunate, man. Well, I hope that 2017 um, was a year of learning for our country and for our people, and that 2018 is going to continue uh, the rise of wokeness. That people will continue to be more informed um, and to care more about the people on the bottom. I feel, I hope um, that 2018 marks a rise in just awareness and advocacy for our sisters, and that we would, as men, just continue to look in our own hearts and see how um, we can be. Um, better supporters for our women and i hope that this year uh, taught us something uh, that going into 2018 we can start to look at we won't sacrifice someone's um looking at someone's character and just strictly looking at what their policies and what they're going to vote on when we say hey we're going to get behind this person and so um i think 2017 um has been yeah i would say it's a year of learning uh, for mm-hmm. our country and for our, for us as well um 
And I think I'm hopeful um, in Christ going forward that we're going to see some major changes. Um, but not only for this country, I think this podcast is going to see some very major changes Uh-oh. in 2018 oh as my well. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I love the transition. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, you guys who have been with us since March, I just want to take some time just to say thank you to all our yeah, listeners. Out so um, to y'all, man. Yeah, thank you guys so much just for what you support us with. Just, you know, the emails, the comments on Facebook, um, just in person, just kind of hitting us up and just continuing to share the content. Um, we really appreciate you guys. And we're really looking to continue to upgrade and can maintain consistency and getting you guys some really good content. Hopefully, you guys are starting to see the City Block videos that yes, we've been putting those. out on Facebook. Definitely Absolutely. check that out, the City Image on Facebook. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Um, we want to really start upgrading. Yes. All right. So we're, we're really trying to get out some really relevant, practical content mm-hmm. for you guys. In addition to the podcast, right. um, not only that, but we are also looking to launch another podcast under the city image banner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a banner now. It's a banner. It's a banner. It's a whole media company. An umbrella. What? <laughs> um, so I'm sure you guys re, uh, knew when I changed my name from Young Flappers to Rich the Husband, uh, I didn't really ex- do a whole lot of explaining of what that was for. But the you reason for that, explaining, um, it's because, man, just ministry wise, my wife and I are definitely getting a lot more into marriage ministry. And so in light of that, we are actually launching a podcast, The Husband and the Wife, yes. powered by City <laughs> Image. <laughs> Um, so that'll be coming out in next month at the top of the year. Yeah. About to be that heat. Um, it's going to be some heat, y'all. In the um, middle of winter. <laughs> so it's not just for married people. Definitely the content skews in that direction, but it's definitely for single people who are thinking about getting into a relationship or maybe you are in a relationship. We're really going to be talking about, um, again, same kind of DNA from City Image, like, man, um, uh, things that affect the urban context, things that are happening in the Christian culture, um, but specifically around relationships, parenting, family life, um, dating, all that is going to be coming at mm-hmm. y'all. So we're really excited to be launching that, um, you know, next month. So definitely stay tuned to that. Um, there's also just more things coming. I don't want to say everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Let's just, say, <laughs> let's just say the vision is huge. The vision, vision is huge, man. Mad vision. Mad vision. Mad vision. Mad vision. So definitely keep 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 track of us, guys. We're yeah. we're growing big. Our yeah. vision is big. Um, we're planning lots coming in the new year. Yeah, pray for us as well. Yes, please keep, pray please. for us. Follow us. Um, support us any way you can. Uh, share our content. Um, we'll have some more ways that you can support us. Um, some affiliate stuff. You know, as we recommend um um resources we'll be having links for you guys to be able to purchase them or be able to to, to find them um things like that would help uh, help tremendously in building city image we see ourselves as filling a hole that's ever growing in this yeah um white evangelical black church kind of thing we we want to give you the best we want to be the place for you to go to um to hear sound um biblical um, teaching to help you um, live your Christian life and um, to walk this walk with Christ, um, and we're doing it um, from your own context, and so that's that's the whole goal here. And um, so keep keep track of us um, as we grow. Um, yeah, that's good. I'm not saying anything. Final thoughts. Yeah, man. So just thank you for all the support in 2017, and. 
I'm looking forward to next year. May God be with us. I mean, we we never can know what will happen in the next year, mm. but we trust in an Almighty Savior that walks with us. So excited to step into the new year with all of you. Thanks, guys. And just once again, just thank you from all three of us here at the City Image Podcast. Thank you for rocking with us for this year. Uh, 2018 is going to be big things. Mm, big things. So, big <laughs> So we love you guys. Appreciate you guys. See you guys again next year. Peace. Later.